Lock us in. Load us in. Pop in that A-track. Spin the tape. Here we go. Now, everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Star Wars Time Show. And yes, it is the proper Star Wars Time Show. That is our weekly end cap, I would say, of all Star Wars things. That could be news, that could be awesome things we found on Instagram, or just awesome things we found scattered throughout that galaxy that we love that is so far, far away. So as we've been doing the past few weeks, we're going to lead with our top five Instagram Star Wars art shares of the week. Again, this stems from me kind of managing our Instagram account, which is a Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. So throughout the week, I will look for Star Wars art in the form of toy photography, traditional art, really anything that pays homage to the Star Wars franchise in an artistic form. I'm looking for it to share on our Instagram account. And 99% of the time, that's going to be toy photography because that's a community I live in. I typically shoot Star Wars toys myself. So I have access to some of the best artists there, photographers, whatnot. But we're trying, right, Nick? We're trying to find new artists to share, different types of art to share. Because in the end, we exist because of our own fandom for Star Wars. So at the beginning of our main show, we just want to kind of share that fandom with the rest of you people. Share what other fans are doing to pay homage to the all-great Star Wars franchise. Oh, yeah. So, Nick, you're the guy that kind of curates the top five. I I lay out a bunch of posts for you to look throughout the week, and then you settle on the top five. Again, this has nothing to do with ranks or oh man you're so much better than the others it's really just a byproduct of matt picks out the awesome shit and nick whittles down the most awesome of the awesome so everyone's awesome right lego right every everybody's lego movie everything is awesome but nick's final five each week these are the the primo cuts cream of the crop so i mean what i look for is basically just I go through our feed. We have a bunch of fantastic shots, like Matt says, and I, and I just say, what jumps out at me? Like, what immediately catches my attention? Because, you know, we get a lot of action shots. We get a lot of fantastically posed shots. I'm trying to catch stuff each week that's like, oh, that's really cool. This is different. This has a, a new flair to it. And that's what I go for. So kicking off this week's top five, we have a completely new type of art, fandom, whatever you want to call it, captured here. And this is a a Battlefront 2 in-game image. And this is from Arc3ROS on Instagram. And the first time I saw this shot, I was like, holy shit, is this a, like a pretty cool cosplay shot? Like, it looks realistic. I mean, fuck cosplay. This could be a movie stick. Yeah, like this almost looks like it's straight from like a set, like a Star Wars set. Yeah. And I, so I clicked around. And I was like, whoa, man, this looks dope. I clicked on to Arc3ROS on Instagram and he is a battlefront to game photographer and that's that's his dealio and yeah I mean who even knew that existed I mean up until a few years ago I didn't even know toy photography was a thing but apparently we have in-game photography is a thing and I guess 
Right, Nick? I mean, was that with the One and PS4 that they started adding... Photo mode. Photography mode to some games, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's these new, these current generation consoles. And this guy, I mean, he's really captured some fantastic shots from Battlefront 2. And that's the perfect game to do it with because Battlefront 2 created by DICE... Dice is using one of the best engines in video games right now, Frostbite. Is it Frostbite yeah. or a different one it's, for? They they still run it on Frostbite, to my to my knowledge. And I mean, we have an amazing shot up of what is this? A scout trooper? Looks like a like yeah. I I mean, there may be he may be changing some coloring here, but based on the helmet markings, I would assume this is a shock trooper. Okay, yeah. Like the red shock troopers, like the Emperor's dedicated unit back in the prequel days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean, because it's got the little, like, the attachment onto the visor piece. It's yeah. not even that. It's just the, the stripes there. That That is a clear marking of the, the shock troopers. Those are the only troopers I know to have have those helmet markings. Yeah, and... So I do believe... Like he's kind of maybe toned out the colors or blue washed the colors here. It's also possible that I mean, it being a video game, you could just have different skin variations. Yeah, exactly. Skin colors, so. And again, I believe he shoots these on the PC version. I, I mean, if you go check out Arc Three ROS's account, I think he puts a little bit of a description in there. Uh, but I know he's grabbing these on PC and he's using a, a Nvidia graphic card. Yeah. Nvidia uh, but either way, who gives a shit? These are great looking shots. I mean, yeah, that's why I put it up there. Video game or not, it's it's a good capture. It's a good portrait. I mean, it's a portrait shot. Uh, but it just like Nick said. I mean, it, it looks like a movie still. I mean, it just it, it looks like concept art for something, not a video game. Yeah, absolutely. So fantastic job in the first entry to our top five that is not related to toy photography or, or traditional, you know, digital or, or handmade art. So very well done. Um, next up we have, man, and like this, this shot should be in Solo, the movie. This is a shot uh, from Small Adventures on Instagram uh, of Lando, Donald Glover Lando and his full Lando pimped out regalia vaping. And, you know, you can see, looks like C-3PO behind him. And I don't know, man, just the way the colors, like the lighting he uses in the shot to get like the purple hue um, on Lando's face and his outfit, the smoke coming out of the, the vape pen or the pipe, whatever he's smoking. I mean, just the way that this shot is is staged and the smoke effects really make this thing look great. Yeah, and th this is one of those guys I was telling you about offline. Like, I, I've, I've tried to seek out new accounts. Uh, I've looked up certain hashtags to follow. Uh, but, yeah, small adventures with this <laughs> Lando vape. I mean, if any Star Wars character would vape, it would definitely be Lando. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he's using Rose's shock apparatus as the vape pen, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like... This shot's awesome on so many levels. Yeah, dude. It's just, like I said, it's so fun. Like, this this looks like, you know, this is what Lando was doing when we walk into Fuck the casino. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Like, I mean, if anyone's vaping in the Star Wars universe, it's Lando. Yeah. Especially young Lando and his pimp-ass yellow pimp leisure shirt, his cape. And of course the scarf. And I imagine that like on when when Lando still had the Falcon and it was brand new, he might have had like his own smoke room 
Like he, he has, oh yeah, like, I mean he's got a hookah yeah. definitely somewhere in that place. Crushed velvet couches, just like lean back and just smoke the hookah. So this, fits which is, I mean, the the pose is perfect for if he's smoking and walking. Then you got the droid in the background with the eyes lit up. It, it just is. It it's a really fun shot, a well executed shot, and then of course Vape Nation. <laughs> I can get behind that. Yeah, small adventures, very well done. Next up, we have another Lego shot. So last week was uh, the this first. Shit's- bonkers yeah the first time that i featured lego and then this week i come back and i'm scrolling through our feed and i see this fucking lego shot is it's boba fett with his jetpack firing and he's got his he's got two pistols in his hand and he's blasting off laser bolts there (laughs) rad dude Dude. this is like a boss level shot i mean i i've i've really come to a i love legos uh, I honestly think they're, they're great subjects to shoot. I don't shoot them myself, uh, but I know other Star Wars Lego photographers, and, and I love to work. But coming here with with uh, 03009 or 79's interpretation of Lego Star Wars photography, I mean, this account is a must-follow. Yeah, this looks if like— If you love Lego minifigures, especially of the Star Wars variety. Yeah, this looks like it could be—like, if, if anybody is going to film a Lego Star Wars movie, like, get—talk right. to it, this guy. It, talk to this guy. Exactly. It's on par with any of the Lego Star Wars uh, shorts series that have been officially blessed and put out, if not above that. Yeah. This is fantastic type stuff here. So very well done. This is like, I mean, sometimes when I see shots, I'm like, I would buy a print. This is a buy a print. Shot. Oh yeah, dude. I like, I would have this like, you know, when I get my house and I, I set up my geek room, my, my, my man cave, of course. I would have this on my wall. I mean, it's hard to make a minifigure look badass, but this is probably one of the most badass minifigure shots i've ever seen yeah. i mean he looks like he could take on the entire fucking galaxy in lego form yeah absolutely dude so very well done yeah the uh, instagram is at zero three zero zero seven nine so give him a follow very very good shot here all right next up we have a very very awesomely staged vader shot what looks like you know looks like he's standing on mustafar the way that it's staged with all of the fire, or, you know, looks like magma in the background. You have a lot of red glow up onto his face as well, holding the lightsaber out, looking like he's ready to ignite it, um, and some smoke trails off in the in the foreground as well. This shot comes from Cyber Hubs on Instagram. Overall, I just think that this is a fantastic shot. This is something that I would like to see in a movie, like Vader, proper Vader on Mustafar getting ready for a fight. Yeah, no, it's it's a great shot. I'm assuming these are practical effects. I mean, I'm I'm a practical effect guy myself because I suck at Photoshop, so I'd rather try to get as much in frame as I can. Uh, I just realized. I guess the only thing I question on this shot is why is he holding Anakin's lightsaber? Yeah, so this might be like right right as the as the well, not even you know like no. I mean, yeah, it, he could never hold. It's that not saber. even possible. So I don't know. Like if Cyber forgot. An accessory. Again, I'm not. It doesn't take anything away from the shot. Uh, but when you look at it, you're kind of like, huh. Little canonical, little yeah. canonically different, but missing a little bit of canon here. But either way, love Vader. I mean, Vader in the end is is probably my favorite character. At least visually, he is. He definitely took a hit 
in terms of awesomeness when I realized his backstory fucking sucked based on the prequel movies. Uh, we've talked about that so many times here, it's not even worth going into again, but I mean, I've made the case that the, the, the character of Darth Vader was forever tarnished by the portrayal of his former self in the prequels. I'll stick with that forever. Um, unless they delete the prequels and say the Clone Wars Anakin is the real Anakin in the fall, then I'll be like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. But as it stands now, live-action Anakin slash Vader is forever tarnished because of the prequels. We need to get more Vader on big screen, Please people. Please save this man. He Again, this is what George has always told us. Star Wars is always about Anakin from day one, at least in the Skywalker sense. That still applies today, going through nine. Fix the man, because he did not deserve to be shit on like he was. We can do it, Disney. We can do it. All right, last shot of the top five, and this one belongs to at Black Series underscore in underscore legends on Instagram. And this thing, honestly, dude, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, holy shit, this looks like a shot, like, like an action scene from a video game. So what we have here is... Is a stormtrooper of some sort. What kind of trooper is this, Matt? Well, it's a patrol trooper from Solo. Exactly, yeah. Okay, patrol trooper from Solo. He's on a speeder bike, like almost like a... Like Solo, like the one you saw in Solo. Solo. But uh, in this shot, it's an actual... Some dude named Crazy D Customs built the fucking speeder. That's, again, why I love this community. I mean, you got motherfuckers that are literally building authentic-looking toys. Yeah. It's... It's insane. And then behind him is a giant explosion. The way that the shot is posed is fantastic. The patrol trooper is looking back, looking at the explosion as if he's like speeding to get away from it. You see smoke trails in the back that makes it look like you have like little pieces of something flying everywhere. I mean, overall, fantastic action shot here. Really well staged, really well presented. And this. Yeah, so this is a. This is more of a digital shot to me. I believe he probably shot the trooper on the bike, probably against a clear background, and then cut it out and uh, composited it with this explosion. Either way, it's a great job. Looks fucking awesome. I mean, I wouldn't share if it didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just it's it's explosive to <laughs> say the least, right? Oh man, it is. It's it's a fun. It's a really fun shot. Like when I look at this, I think of like playing a video game when you're in one of those fucking uh exactly action I mean, yeah sequences. It's, it's video game or summer block bu- blockbuster level explosive yeah so fantastic shot black series in legends on instagram uh if you guys listening want to to follow these people on here you know that we'll have this top five post linked in the podcast post on starwarstime.net also, you can make sure to follow us at, on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. That way you get everything we share, not just the top five. And you can follow those people directly from our feed to theirs. So overall. Right. And don't forget to tag Star Wars yes. Time Show to get featured and possibly make the top five segment on the podcast. Yes. Hashtag Star you Wars You guys Time may be show. sitting there now like, oh, who's Star, Star Wars Time Show? They're just little. Well, don't you fucking worry about that because we are going to explode. Yeah. That's at least what we keep telling ourselves. Look, we're going up. We're going up. And okay? so far, since we made the transition from the EB world, we're doing all right. We've got the listener count almost back to where we were. 
Uh, it just really comes down to you guys letting other people know how fucking awesome we are. So start doing that. It's true. It's okay. We're Star Wars fans just like you. Let other Star Wars fans know about it. All right, dude. So um, sticking with the fandom section as we've been doing these days on the Star Wars Time Show proper, uh, we got some toy news today. And considering how big of fans we are of Star Wars Resistance, it's some pretty awesome toy news, right? Yeah. I mean, we're getting our first piece of Star Wars Resistance well, toys. Well, isn't this They like- put out Resistance 375 figures, which if you're in the industry, you understand what that is. But that's three and three quarter inch. That's like your standard figure uh, okay but these guys buddy these are going to be the badass six what i collect six inch black series yeah figures. and they're so is this am i reading this right is this going to be a disney parks exclusive right so there's a good chance you're going to be buying this for me to <laughs> ship it up here or i'm going to have to get my family to yeah so i mean and the the really cool thing about this is is one of the featured figures this is a four pack disney parks exclusive and this comes with Commander Pyre from Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, that, that's that's the highlight to me. Him and the Mountain Trooper, awesome. Kylo, it's one of those deals where it's like, Hasbro, do we really need to jam the same figure into another pack? I mean, please, couldn't we? I mean, couldn't you give us fucking Von Reg instead? That would be dope. Oh, or yeah. something different? But, I mean, honestly, this Kylo figure has been repackaged at least three times based on that sculpt. So I'm not that excited about that. But I'm always going to take a new trooper type, and that this is this mountain trooper, and I believe this stems from uh, Batu or Batu, Batu, which we're going to talk about with Galaxy of Edge we will. or whatever the fuck it is. But then we got a, a six-inch scale mouse droid. Love it. And best of all to me is the six-inch pyre. I'm looking at this pyre, dude, and this is one of the sleekest. I guess it might just be the gold sheen, but God, it, it is because so I mean much. a lot. Let, let's be real. I mean, we are, we live in Star Wars land, and we know there's a lot of asshole Star Wars fans. So the initial reaction to this package, dude, has been, oh, what the fuck, Hasbro. Giving us another repaint, fucking first order trooper, another fucking Kylo. Fuck me, fuck Star Wars, fuck Disney, <laughs> fuck my life. My life's over. I mean, that's pretty much Star Wars fandom these days, right? Yeah. Any anything, there's something new released. If it doesn't jive 100 percent with someone's fucking Star Wars world in their head, it turns into a bitch fest. Ugh. But it, it, go look at it. I mean, go look at some of the comments on this shit. Not on our site because no one looks at our site for this type of stuff. But out there where, you know, the, the toy sites. Literally, oh, my God. Disney and her fucking repaints and rock and shit and Kylo. Oh, my God. Life is just the worst. I'm going to fucking kill myself. All you have to do, people, is watch Star Wars. This is no repaint. This is a badass new Star Wars canon oh, it's, character. It's definitely a repaint, but it's a new character. It is a new and character. in the end, guess what? Just like you, Nick, you don't have to fucking buy this shit. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want no, it. No one at Disney, Lucasfilm, Hasbro is saying, hey, we put this out. If you're a Star Wars fan, you have to buy it to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah, this is... That's what I don't get. Like, people that <coughs> that want to, like, rage and kill people over product releases or movie releases or this, that, or other thing. I just want to be, hey, um, what's... Who cares? Guess what? If it makes you this angry, you don't have to buy it. 
or you don't have to watch it. Yeah. It's that fucking simple. This is icing on the cake for Star Wars fans, people. This isn't something that you need. I mean, what if you're a Star Trek fan, there's probably not a ton of toys out there for you right now. At least for Star Wars fans, there's new toys releasing all the time by fantastic companies like Hasbro, like you know, like what is it? Sideshow Collectibles, Hot Toys, all these different fantastic toy makers out there are putting out new star wars toys all the time just enjoy them you don't have to buy them just I know. enjoy just, them if i don't you know I, I can't really pinpoint on when star wars fans decided to shift from enjoying things because it's not real to literally stressing themselves out and giving themselves anxiety over fake fiction sci-fi shit i think it's just like that is just general fandom nowadays like everybody no matter what you're it, it, fan no of. you're right <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong i mean i i have my i have a healthy amount of disgust for the prequels but i don't feel like i've made it my life's mission to put out content that does nothing but to shit on them and to shit on people that like them yeah no and no. that's where a lot of star wars fan sites have gone is into the we're only going to put out clickbait-worthy shit. Yeah. Because we know that's what's going to move the meter. Yeah. I just, I mean, trust me, I, I don't like the prequels. Maybe one day but we'll I'm, get to the clickbait stuff. Maybe we'll get desperate, we'll, like, lose our souls. Yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say I'm completely above it, either. Yeah. But I, I don't make it my mission to go out there and to muddy up and put more poison into the Star Wars fandom just to do it. Yeah. It's not necessary. If you don't like something, you don't fucking like it. You know what? I don't like the prequels. I will tell you why, and I think my opinions have some weight to them if you honestly sit and listen to them and listen to them in in respect to a narrative breakdown of the stories told in the prequels. Like, I'm not just trying to come out and be like, uh, and like... like, jump on the bandwagon of hate. Like, oh, TLJ, fucking suck. Luke Skywalker, fuck. <laughs> I'm literally telling you, Revenge of the Sith fucking sucks because of X, Y, and Z. And here's why. Yeah, man. You can't take the central figure of the Skywalker saga, who is named, by the way, by the goddamn maker. This ain't Matt making it up. George Lucas himself has said that Anakin Skywalker is the main character of the Skywalker saga. You can't take him and reduce him to a pile of whiny, gooey bullshit in the prequels and pass that off as like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. He's 100% on point, people. I mean, we've all seen the, the, what is it, the field... Field of Dreams scene on Naboo in in episode two where he gets trampled by that fucking whatever it was. Oh man, fucking gag me! I don't even. I mean, Nick Nick wanted to go there. Like Nick wanted to go to AOTC. I don't even touch that fucking garbage pile because it's so useless. I mean, so useless. We get some rough. In fact, stuff. when I hear you motherfuckers trying to tell me that TLJ is worse than the prequel. That's when I know you're a fucking idiot. Deep down, 
if you honestly think that The Last Jedi is worse than any of the prequels, this is one time I will at least recommend to you that you may be a bozo. <laughs> okay, let's put it that way, right? That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. I can't tell you you're a bozo because then I basically invalidate everything I just said about people's opinions. But I will recommend to you that you are flawed. Yeah. I mean, there we can... I, I just, I do not get it. Unless you were fucking five years old, eight years old, 11 years old going through the prequels, I don't understand how you can sit here and tell me those are better narrative stories than what you've gotten with Disney's takeover of Star Wars. I think there's a lot of that generation that's out there. Because if you think about it, what? Uh, clones came out in 2001. If you're 11 years old. No, that's why I said. Yeah. Like, if you want eight, if you want fucking eight, 11, teen, then okay, I get it. But, I mean, same time, I mean, Star Wars to me as a kid was the originals. To this to this day, I can sit here and tell you, yeah, you know, so, there's some parts of these movies that are pretty fucking bad. Yeah. I, I am okay with saying that. Like, to me, A New Hope is probably one of the worst Star Wars movies. Whoa. We hear this, Pete. This is a controversial statement here. So how do you... At least out of the originals. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you have to respect it because it is the beginning. Yeah. Without it, there's nothing. But if you now watch it in the... With the mindset of, okay, this is the first movie out of now nine movies of a, a saga... It's yeah. it's pretty wonky. Yeah, it, it it's you can tell that this was the one that Lucas did before he got a ton of money to start. Yeah, dude, he had money. it's not even execution. He he had no future plans. Yeah, he had no fucking idea this was gonna turn into what it is today. Yeah. I mean, look look how much shit he changed. I mean, you could tell going into in a New Hope, he was setting up a love triangle between Lucan and Leia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and it carried on into the goddamn empire all the way toward uh, yeah, way in the empire. <laughs> so let's be real, people. You know, take those fucking rose shaded glasses off sometimes and be critical, but real like about real stuff, not because the movie ended up a different way than you thought it should be. Yeah, I mean the prequels ended up a different way than I th thought it should be, but in a shitty way that most of the world agrees with me that that's the difference yeah i think you know if if we had the level of internet sophistication that we have now back in 2001 2005 it, it would have been light years different yeah it would have the, been... the prequels got a pass yeah they did they got a and, and even you and himself has said he's like yo it's nice now that the prequel generations are adults to actually hear people speaking positively about them <laughs> But it literally took decades to get there. Yeah. I mean, the the critics were not kind. They were not kind. I mean, some of them were. And then, obviously, you have... When when Star Wars releases, you have a lot of people that get caught up in the fandom, in the, the emotions and everything that comes along with a Star Wars release in theaters. But then once that calms down, you can look at a movie objectively. Um, you know, you, you're, you start to form your true opinions about it. Like, for me... I'm very confident in saying that TFA is in my top three favorite Star Wars movies out of all of them. Like TFA to this day 
just has that magic and people can say whatever they want about oh, yeah. it. I'm, I'm right there with you right there. With yeah. You. It's just, it's, it's got something in, when I watch it, it's like I'm a kid. It's like I'm watching Star Wars again for the first time. Yeah, okay. I mean, if you want to do a quick, quick, quick rank right here. Quick top three, five. For me, Jedi, number one. Always will be, never going to Return change. of the Jedi, not the last yes. Jedi. Okay. Yes. You're n- never going to talk me off that. I was three when I saw it. Whatever about the Ewoks. What seals it for me is the fucking luke vader i mean people that want to like talk about this that and the other thing skywalker saga there's not a better fucking skywalker moment in the eight available movies in that saga than those two assholes on the death star the moment luke turns himself over to his father you're not gonna beat that narrative you're not gonna beat the emotion of it the gravity of it nothing and it's, it's capped when Luke is hiding and his dad figures out that Leia's his sister and Luke's like, fuck, he gets angry, he uses the dark side, beats his fucking dad's ass, and then stops himself. There's been nothing like it. Nothing. True. It's one of the most beautifully emotional, gut-wrenching segments in all Star Wars. That's why Jedi's number one. Number two, honestly, probably TFA. Solid. Number two. I'm not one of these lemmings that's going to sit there and be like, oh, Empire's the best of all time. Empire's not the best of all time. Fuck you. <laughs> it's not. Empire's the last Jedi. If you hate the last Jedi, you should fucking hate Empire. It's the same goddamn fucking movie. You got one ship that's literally running from other ships the entire fucking time. And you got a Jedi training on a fucking remote island that gets trained in seeming like hours. It's the same fucking movie! <laughs> Never liked Empire as a kid. It was depressing. It's sad. It's, it's whatever. I've never understood why that's considered the best Star Wars movie of all time. Again, these are my opinions, you fucks. <laughs> They're called opinions. You can have your own. These are mine. Where's your number three? This is interesting. After the Empire rant just now, probably Empire. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. See, you people love me. That's why you guys. <laughs> okay. Num- number four. I think on any given day, four could rotate between TLJ and A New Hope. Okay. Now, are we considering? Star Wars stories here or is this just con- like numbered sequels no we're, we're just talking about Skywalker Skywalker only okay yeah I'm not I'm not even factoring in standalones nothing okay I'm talking Skywalker it's always going to be Jedi after that I honestly think TFA because of the Ray lightsaber moment and that's it you said TFA Three. was two that's what I mean okay yeah, okay, that's yeah, what yeah, I said yeah. right yeah Jedi TFA Em- Three Empire. Yep. Four. Four, five. TLJ and New Hope. Okay. All right. So six then would essentially be any of the TLJ or New Hope. Or not. No, no, because four, five. Four is either TLJ or a New Hope, and then five is the other. All right, I'm I, I, at this point in time, <laughs> I, I, ju- I guess just for the fact that it started all, a New Hope's four. Yeah, and then TLJ five. TLJ five. And then 
put the prequels in whatever order you want. Oh, no, 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 no. You know where I'm at oh, on the prequels. I know. TPM, AOTC, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So I'll give you my rundown. And this is going to be people. May- and by the way, people, I, I, I 100% agree Attack of Clones is the biggest dumpster fire. But the fact that Revenge of the Sith fucks over my homeboy so bad, I can't forgive it. I get, I get you. I get. I knew you were gonna put Revenge last. I, I just. I, that's how strongly I, I, like, in terms of just a pure movie. Yes, Revenge of the Sith is a better experience than Clones. But the shit I'm worried about in Star Wars Land is the goddamn lore and the stories. No, you're 100 percent right. And the shit in Sith is just to me. It is. It's a catastrophe. It's a catastrophe. How they handled his his turn? Yeah, it 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 ruined Darth Vader for life for me. Ruined him, ruined him. <laughs> They've tried to fix him in comics and everything. To this day, when he walks on the Tantine Four, I look at him like that's that whiny fucking sand hating pussy. They even put it in the the Battlefront Two video game. That's how much he hates sand. But uh, right, all right, my quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it quick. Number one, it's a tough one for me, and this may be pure emotion. This may be caught up in the moment, but I'm going to say TFA is number one just because of the pure, the amount of times that I saw it in theaters and the reaction I get every time I see that movie. I've seen every original trilogy film, hundred something. Yeah, you put TFA at one. Yeah. All right. So that's that. I. It's it's just not going to argue it. It's so much. Whenever I see that movie, I remember why I am a Star Wars fan. Like it, it, it all comes back to I can remember. Oh, boo, dude, JJ just remade no. <laughs> it may be a remake, man, but there's so much. There's it's so well made. It Disney's ruining Star Wars. And I, I will be the first to say that. Look, I've I've been a Disney fan my whole life. I used to go to Disney World every year as a kid. I love not Disney. my Star Wars. <laughs> not your you Star like Wars. It? I'm just like doing troll comments <laughs> on you. <laughs> my Star Wars. So TFA. It's just I can remember the first time. I remember lining up for the fucking the first showing Thursday. The first day that I drop with my friends sitting outside of AMC theaters, I get in there, the fucking, you, you hear, you get every, you get the entire beginning sequence. My eyes just started to water with joy. I watched that movie and I was like a child, I was a child again. Like I was, I was watching Star Wars for the first time. Han Solo goes down. I mean, go back and listen to Star Wars Timecast before it was even called Star Wars Time. When we're still under EB, I was calling Han Solo dying before that movie even came out and when that moment hit it just it hit me like a ton of bricks tears streaming down my face and then we get to that scene at the end with ray in the forest pulling the lightsaber to her top three star wars scene of all time it just exactly like it it, it's a magical moment and it's number two to me i mean obviously you know what my number one is it's luke's ability to reject the dark side after beating his dad's ass i mean that is a powerful moment uh, but in terms of rewatching these movies a million times over, Jedi fight and then Ray snagging the Skywalker family blade. I, I, I just every time. I mean, it's a fucking beautiful scene. 
the lightsaber stuck in the snow. Kylo reaches for it. We're, the camera's focused on him. And now nowhere you see it fly back. It hits her. And as soon as she grabs it, Luke's fucking theme kicks oh, in. Yeah, I'm and just it, getting the, chills. The, the waterworks are turned off. Yeah, off. just getting chills thinking about it. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful movie. People out there can hate it all they want. They can say it's a, a New Hope rehash all they yeah, want. fuck those people. They're, they're the same idiots that think the prequels have narrative merit. Name one emotional movement m- moment from the prequels. Go. <sighs> Let's see. Name one. When name it. when Watto is found as a bum by Anakin in episode two, there's not <laughs> right. You got to joke about it. I'm being honest. Name one moment in all of the three prequels where you got sad. I mean, there's not really any. Of there's them. not a single fucking one. I mean, like they try. Like I will say that George tried, but it just didn't didn't happen. Just didn't happen. He, you know, he didn't have. I mean, when Anakin turns, that we should all have been on our fucking like in the fetal position. Yeah. You know, we should all been sitting there going like, no, dude, don't do it. Like when don't do the, it. The, the key, Please. the key moment where they could have had it is when right before the fight between him and Obi starts and he's sitting there and he almost kills his wife. Like that was such a poorly executed scene. But that yeah, could have been made the turn by then. What I'm talking about is like the turn, turn. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the turn, the true turn was a good moment. But like the moment he literally just comes in, he's like he he looks over at Mace. He looks at him. He's like, I know this guy's a lying piece of shit sack of crap. But he did kind of tell me some stuff <laughs> that I haven't been able to back up. And you know what? Fuck it! Yeah, like, Die you, Mace Windu. Fuck you. He's likely and yeah, full I'll go of kill shit, some kids. But I'll still I'll still kill a Grandmaster Jedi for it. Literally came <laughs> to arrest him and within the snap of fingers, hey yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I'm just gonna get go against all of my instincts and change my mind in the snap of a fucking finger, because why not? So, all right. Because, oh, yeah, by the way, you guys are just supposed to know that I'm going to be Darth Vader. Yeah. And I think he took There's in. really no point to do the prequels because you already know I'm Darth Vader. And the point of the prequels is to show you why I became him. But we didn't show you why I became him. We just hinted at it, like, once in t- on Tatooine. And then we just were like, hey, fuck it. You guys already know he's going to be Darth Vader. So let's just make him Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, I think he took advantage of people knowing that Anakin was going to c- become Vader. Anyway... My number two, I'm going to go Empire because, so here's the thing. I love Empire and Jedi almost equally. So those, these two could be interchangeable for me. But I, the only reason I put Empire above uh, Jedi is because that's really the first movie that I had ever seen where Meh, the, I'll give you that. Where like the bad guys won. Like, right, but I'll also contend there's not a single emotional moment in Empire. There's not. Okay, I mean, I'll not like not like Jedi or TFA. No, no, you're right. Not like not like Jedi. Not a single or, one. Not like Jedi or TFA. because they the good guys lose every time. Exactly. So it's not one of those ones where you can have these emotional highs and, and stuff like that. And, and that and honestly, Nick, that's why it's not my one or two. It just it's it's a good movie. It's considered one of the the best. But in terms of like emotional moments that never escape my 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 person, there's none. Yeah, I just think that one of the reasons that I love that movie so much is because it it further establishes Han and Leia as key primary characters. Like that that yeah. is their movie, and that's what I really like about 
And we're always going to have different interpretations because I watch these as a fucking noob-ass baby human. Yeah. You watch them as a damn near fucking teen. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you, you had your mental faculties with you. Yeah. And you were just looking at pretty pictures flying across the screen. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, Empire fucking sucks because the good guys lose. Fuck it. Yeah. So that's why I put Empire. But it's funny because my daughter loves Empire. Like Empire's her favorite. That's crazy. I I wouldn't have fucking expected loves. That. It. I would have thought Always. that like, Daddy, I want to watch Han and Carbon. There you go. Yeah, it's the Han man. Like the Han. That that's what makes that movie number two. Like slightly eking out number three. Um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the I Jedi. Mean, dude, is just, yeah, Empire's Han's movie. Yeah, and that's what that's what I really enjoy about it. But like. Return of the Jedi is just one of those films that, like, if I, like, okay, I've always thought about this. Like, if I could only show somebody one Star Wars movie, what would it be? And I think that if I can only show them one, it's it's got to be Jedi. It's got to be Return of the Jedi. Because, like, right. it can, like, with Return of the Jedi, you can essentially wrap up the entire original trilogy without previous context. Like, w- there's only very little context you need to understand what, what's happening in Return of the Jedi and the implications of the end of that movie. Fantastic. Love it. Love Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's when we get OG Green Saber from, from Luke. I mean, just so many fantastic scenes in there. Um, the end, like you said, just fantastic. So, that's three. I mean, four for me is going to be is, is New Hope without a question. Five TLJ, and then order the prequels how you want. I am gonna go one, three, two. Slightly different than Matt. Matt, you have beat oh, you communist. You have beat me down to put episode one ahead of episode three because when we first started doing this cast, I was of the mind that three was ahead. But you, you, I do me. contend in the end. I know I'm an asshole. You guys probably think I'm fucking crazy, but I do think I have some valid ass points. As to why TPM should not be considered the worst prequel, let alone the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. So, but in my mind, Clones will forever be the worst. Oh, it's like, I clarify my, I mean, Clones is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that Rots just literally takes Anakin and fucks him up the ass and turns him into a pussy, I can't deal with that. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard thing to grab. I mean, after. TPM and AOTC is like, okay, please just fucking correct this shit in the end. Like, you've got, it's literally teed up for you, George, to make a killer fucking movie. The transition. And he fucked it up worse than the other two. And I, I was just like, wow. Yeah. He, wow, they did it. They really made his turn trash. Just swinging a miss. Unjustified <laughs> trash. Yeah, it's not great. All right, buddy, we got way fucking distracted. Yeah, we were. So, we got. That's so my far fault. So let let's try to like really blow through um the our last little fandom piece here, and this is a news we got for Star Wars Celebration, uh, in the video game space, and that's a fact, dude. There's going to be a Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order panel at Celebration on Saturday, April the 13th. Yeah, I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is the one game that we've been looking for. Not even just a name, but in concept. Like, a Star Wars game that is lore-focused and single-player. We're finally getting the reveal on that at Star Wars Celebration. Matt and I will be there. Will we be at the panel? We don't know. 
But depends if Nick feels like sleeping on concrete for 10 yeah, hours. Yeah, we're excited, though. We're excited to see it. And um, if you are wondering what other Star Wars video games are going to be there, in addition to Jedi Fallen Order from... Swago, bitch! Swago! Yeah, Star Wars Pinball. So just in case you out there are still on the Star They're Wars They're busting out stuff. your game, too. And Star Wars The Old Republic. That is actually very interesting because I had... It's now considered, I think, the longest running like Star Wars social game ever. Yes, it's the longest running Star Wars MMO of all time. It it beat out um what Star Wars Galaxies, which I mean a lot of people hate that Star Wars Galaxies was killed the way it was. It was essentially sacrificed for Star Wars the Old Republic. Yeah, they did, didn't they? They just like murdered the server one night and kicked everyone Dude, off. I remember there was an end of the galaxy party in that game and it that yeah. happened like maybe two months out that's from fine the I, I completely forgot about galaxies so you brought that yeah up. so but that was that was like the original the, the only mmo until old republic yeah and so i'm really interested to see what what you know ea or even lucasfilm or anybody has to say about the old republic it seems like they've completely just kind of thrown it away at this point there's a skeleton crew working on it their content releases at this point are very few and far between, and when yeah, they well, come Bi- Bioware's too focused on trying to deliver the game they thought they were going to deliver in Anthem. Yeah, so and I did buy. I'm not gonna lie, I bought it. The, the gameplay's fantastic, but th- there are so many design choices where I'm like, I thought these guys were professionals, dude. I don't know. Like Bioware shipped some major fucking AAA games, and you just look at some of their design choices, like what, what the. F- fuck were you thinking with this menu yeah dude i don't know like why why should it be so fucking hard to find how to craft or to do a fucking combo like i i man bioware was one of those studios that i just fell in love with as a kid i mean if you look back on their history so many gods. good things and then gods of game yeah, now i mean what was their first title Baldur's gate yeah so yeah it was but then they're they're like they're mega hey the two doctors were famous now was kotor yeah KOTOR 1 was just a revolutionary game. It was fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, when that game came out, it was insane. I mean, now we look at it as like, oh, we've played a million times on a thousand different platforms. But there was nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, think back like, then. Nothing. The idea of, of in-game choices having an actual physical manifestation and effect on the way your game played out was completely foreign, at least to my knowledge. I mean, just e- even even the the, the 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 time period. Yeah, it's just you, you, the, the the characters. It's just it's it's amazing. I mean, it's honestly the way Swago has brought back Old Republic in the limelight. I need. I feel the need to go back and redo them again. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't played the second one. I think since the first time I played, because it, it. I mean, let's be real, it wasn't nearly as good as the original. But still a great game, and it just—I feel like now in the One X they even up resum as much as possible. Yeah. I, I feel like it's worth maybe doing another run through on Kotor yeah. and Kotor Two. Good stuff. So we'll keep you up to date on any Star Wars video game news yeah, out if, there. If we get there, that'd be great. I doubt it's going to be happening unless one of us wants to fucking eat it for a few hours. Yeah. So we'll we'll let you guys know whatever news drops at Celebration. We'll be sure to keep you updated on that. On all of those happenings. So be ready for some Jedi Fallen Order news at. Yeah, which is great because I mean, honestly, people, this is hopefully going to be a proper Star Wars game that doesn't have Battlefront in the title 
and it will be the first proper Star Wars game since The Force Unleashed 2, and that wasn't even really proper, because it was kind of a, a shitty sequel. Yeah, so... Based on how great the first one was. Alright, dude, so we're going to kick out a fandom. We're going to move into, really, the big buzz of this week, honestly, Nick, was Disney blew its load on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge this week. Yeah. I mean, they they dropped, just on StarWars.com, probably nine articles really fleshing out what this park is going to be now that's going to open this summer in Anaheim and this fall in Florida. Um, so we uh, we put out two posts to kind of cover the, the main deals. The first one we, we put out, I did, and this is kind of a recap of key facts you need to know about the park. And then we found another one that Nick covered in terms of dealing with some of the lore they're baking into the park and how this park is essentially going to fit in with the new trilogy and the events that are possibly going to take place in Episode Nine. So, Nick, let's go ahead and start about just some of the key facts here. You know, let's just kind of blow through some of these and just kind of tell the fans what they can expect yeah. if they choose to go to Galaxy's Edge um, because after this week – we pretty much know fully what we're going to get at this park. And honestly, it, it sounds like an experience that no true Star Wars fan is going to be able to pass Yeah, on. absolutely. I mean, when the first thing that we're going to say is that... Th- this is Star Wars on Earth, people. Yeah, like it, does, it doesn't matter where you live, you know, anything like that. You, you have to go here eventually. You know, maybe it's not an every year thing, but, but going to Galaxy's Edge is a pilgrimage for Star Wars fans. And the first thing that we have listed on our quick hits, like what is going to be there is that fans will literally be able to fly the Millennium Falcon. Like as in, as in literally. Yeah. Like you are on, you're in the cockpit. You are touching the levers that Han and Chewie touched in the movies. You're, you're jumping to hyperspace. You're putting in. And you control the ride. I mean, the way this read if you're getting shot at by TIE fighters or asteroids in your way and you don't miss them, you're going to get hit yeah. and you're, the ship's going to shake. And it may it may prevent you from even finishing the entire ride. So, I mean, stuff like this, I mean, that is a dream. Like, literally, I've had dreams about piloting the Millennium Falcon. And, like, now... Uh, bro, <laughs> if, if the image in the post is real... I mean, what the fuck else could we ask yeah, for? Star I, I, I just fans? will fucking move to Florida or California. Just you, you you're like, essentially going to be sitting. Not essentially. You are going to be in the same structure that any Star Wars actor, Harrison Ford, Alden, Mark, Carrie. You're going to be in the same goddamn thing. Yeah. I mean. The way that this looks, except it's not going to be just half of it. It's going to be the whole goddamn thing built, for and it's you. not going to be just a stationary thing. Like, oh, you're walking. That's what I mean. A set. And like dudes on the outside on bars shaking it up and down like you're flying. No, this is <laughs> you're going to be flying the Falcon. Yeah, this is legit. This is like top tier ride design from the best in the business. I mean, of course. Like- and then Nick, you move into the next one and you're possibly getting into an even more intense ride. Facing off against Kylo Ren and the first order. In yeah, this is called star Wars rise of the resistance. It's going to be a 25 fucking minute experience. Yeah. I mean, this is the type of shit that I love from Disney Disney parks. What they do is they make experience rides better than anybody else. Like, Go to Universal. Yeah, they go they don't anywhere. go for thrills. I'm assuming, right? They they go more for the immersion. 
the experience, and not so much, holy shit, that's the tallest hill out Exactly. There. Like, there's, you know, there's some roller coasters that flip in Disney. You know, if you want to go ride rock and roller coaster, do some corkscrews, do some flips. You can do that as a thrill ride. You have the Tower of Terror. But they excel at the experience rides. Stuff like Mission Space in uh, Epcot. Stuff like Spaceship Earth in Epcot. I mean, you, there are tons of, of movie or TV show-oriented rides where you can immerse yourself in that that you know fandom, and this is this sounds like a perfect representation of that. Rise of the Resistance, a 25 minute long. I'm not even gonna call it, it's an, a 25 minute long experience. With yeah, you can't really call it. I mean, it looks like you're sitting in a somewhat roller coaster type of train. Yeah, it's probably gonna be uh, but the, on a track. Yeah, like a slow moving. Yeah, track. The, the gist of it is your Resistance people that get captured by kylo in the first order you eventually get shoved into one of these big ass first order i forget what they call them at mts maybe atmt yeah yeah uh and then you you're eventually going to come across kylo and you're probably going to come across ray finn and poe and you're, you're basically going to be trying to escape while also undermining or thwarting the first order yeah and it, uh, so as Nick said, I mean, it's not just a ride. I mean, you're going to be interacting with the ride. You're going to feel like you're part of the resistance. And guess what? When you get off the ride, there's going to be assholes getting paid to pretend that they, they're fucking Batuans. Yeah. And like they're going to be talking to you about galactic politics and what the First Order's up to in the resistance. Yeah, it's fantastic. And one other thing on this Rise of the Resistance thing, these actors, Ray, Finn, Poe, Kylo, yes. BB-8, they filmed special scenes for this right. ride. This isn't just going right. to be cut-in footage from the movies. Yeah, it's not like CG performances, video game shit. They actually trick these motherfuckers into filming segments for these rides. Yeah, so, I mean, again, if you're looking for another reason to, to go to this, to experience this ride, extra footage that you will never see in a movie theater only available for Rise yeah. of the Resistance. I'm fully prepared to spend $10,000 or more for the, my trip to Galaxy. It's going to be dangerous, my friend. It's going to be dangerous. Because I'm, I'm going full balls. I'm staying in, like, the fucking Star Destroyer Hotel. I'm buying fast fucking pass for everything. Oh, yeah. I When I go, I am going to go as if I am a king. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you enjoy this. I don't care Disney. if I have to fucking sell my kid. <laughs> I am going to experience Galaxy's Edge as royalty. Yeah. And like you said too, the they're going even deep they're going deeper than they've ever gone in terms of fan immersion with this. Well, park. Yeah, you said I mean I, I've never been to Disney, but I, I mean for the most part I've heard that the, the the actors, the talent there, they're there to like, you know, take pictures and shit and that's about yeah. it. It sounds like in Galaxy's Edge, you're gonna have motherfuckers walking around that are literally pretending as if we're on exactly like these the the cast members as disney calls them the people who work at the park for galaxy's edge they are being trained in improvisation and they're being trained essentially as actors because they're not going to be there as disney employees no they yeah, are this isn't scripted yeah. they're not they're not doing scripted shows they're gonna be walking around they're gonna come up to nick and be like hey man did you hear about what the fucking First Order did to the New Republic? Yeah. Like, this is this is all stuff that is going to be off the cuff. The people who are working, like, the convenience shops and, 
you know, the the, the refresher yep. stands. All in character. All in character. There's not going to be a single employee-looking motherfucker in Galaxy. Exactly. Edge. So you can ask them. Like, they, I, there's a giant EW article that we'll get to very soon. You can ask these cast members, these, these people. It's like, hey, you know, who's, who's your boss? And they'll be able to say, like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy owns the shop. I just work here on. Aunt Z. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, shit like that. I, I love it. I love I mean, it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Perfect. So some of the other stuff we got, Nick, is, you know, we, we already brought this up. Galaxy's Edge's timeline, at least for now, is is going to be set directly in the new trilogy. I mean, there's not a specific time, but kind of based on what we're going to get into with Nick's piece on the lore side, I, I, I really think it's going to be set within episode eight prior to nine type of timeline. Yeah, I think it's going to be closer to the nine timelines based off of the right. things. It, it, hearing, because yeah. as you brought up in your piece, there's a very damn good chance that Batu is going to be a location in nine. Exactly. If not guaranteed, because the way they even set up your article is like, hey, the first order and resistance, they show up here looking for something. Look, Exactly. And we've talked about, we've heard that, ah, shit, we're going to get into our, our episode nine rumor breakdown this week. I mean, there there's a plot point that the initial MacGuffin is just that. Like, it, it gets everyone into a certain place, but once they get to that place, they realize, like, ha, ta-da. Yeah. There's this other big fucking plot device now that's going to change everything. Yeah. So... That's great. Moving on, as Nick said, all the shops there are going to be themed. There's going to be Savi's Workshop. You can build your own lightsaber. There's going to be fucking any place you want to buy food. They're going to be selling green milk, blue milk, fucking Bantha tacos, this, that, and the other thing. (laughs) Galaxy's Edge, the largest theme park in Disney's history. I think we kind of picked that up. Your phone is going to essentially turn into your... Uh, your your comcorder, right? I mean, as soon as you cross over into Galaxy's Edge, the Disney Parks app is going to become your your main interaction device with the park. That's just unreal. The Black Spire itself, the spires could be special. We don't know. Maybe that'll show up in nine. Yeah. My boy Hondu Onaka is going to be the most advanced animatronic ever featured in Disney Park. If you don't know who Hondu is, you're not a real fucking fan. Go watch the cartoon series, friends. Hondu's in there. Clone Wars and Rebels, he's a pimp. Yeah. I mean, the Rex from Star Tours never met him, but he's getting repurposed as a DJ. Nice. Nick knows Rex, <laughs> nice. I don't. Yeah, yeah. He's your Oh man. So th- this is all good stuff. The And then best of all, Easter eggs galore as promised by Pablo Hidalgo. Oh, so I mean, we, we, we kind of went quick through that. You can read more on the site if you want to check it out. And I, 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 I reduced this from 27 facts. Yeah. I kind of mix a few together. But lots of great information on Galaxies of Edge. I, I mean, I think people like Nick and I knew that this place was going to be exactly what they told us it was this week. I'm just glad it's all been confirmed. And the only thing bumming me out is knowing how long the wait's probably going to be now to where I can execute my pimp package to get it. Yeah, yeah. So the the one thing that I will say before we move on to the other one is the if the image that you included of the lightsabers in this post is is indicative of the quality oh, fuck yeah. of lightsaber no. you can build, I'm going to buy every time I go and buy up. one. I'm going to build my own. Sign me up. I have a feeling that that shit's probably plastic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it's metal... Like if it's actual like pot like aluminum or like a, a real solid right. material, 
I don't I mean, care bro, how much I mean, it costs. I mean, you've done it. I mean, you've probably spent how much on a lightsaber? Like oh that? yeah, I mean the custom ones that you get from shops. I mean, you can spend three hundred bucks, bucks right? on them. Like you could yeah. spend tons, thousand dollars if you wanted to. So like, you're saying if they're like selling these and they are actual metal and they're less than a hundred, yeah, let's oh, go. Yeah. Even if it's more, <laughs> like if I can pick out my individual pieces to craft the lightsaber. No, I, yeah, I agree. Me, I agree. Holy shit! I'll pay whatever you want me to. Right. I'm on it. No, you're right. Next up. No, I I mean I do. I just like I said, and I, I know you've you've probably thought the same thing. I, I've always I've always expected this place to be insane. But now that it's close to being opening and they've really just peeled back these layers come on. Yeah. <laughs> like I almost feel bad that I haven't already signed up for probably twenty twenty two. Dude, it's it's insane. Me my family and I are going to Disney in December of this year. And are you going Mac style or are you just like staying somewhere else oh, and you're going to roll oh, no, into no, no. Galaxy's like, Edge? My, my, my family, like my mom and dad own a timeshare in Disney. So like we stay on the grounds. Like No, I'm talking, are you going to stay in Galaxy's Edge? Oh. Like in one of the themed hotels? No, probably not because those are booked Because that's yeah. one thing I was surprised they didn't really bring up in this blast this week. Is I believe there's at least one, if not two, themed hotels. Like the one I believe, honestly, when you're in it, it's gonna be like you're staying on a fucking starship. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that we're staying in that. I have to confirm. Like we have other hotels on grounds that we usually stay at, and right. those, like those brand new ones, those cost. I mean, essentially, the way a timeshare works is points. Like they cost a lot of points if you want to stay there. Well, it's like I said. Like I, I'm pretty much taking it to the gut now that i'll be spending 10 grand to do what i want oh yeah to. but i'm i'm super excited I, i'm staying it i'm staying in the fucking star wars hotel. oh yeah dude that's the way to do it so i mean galaxy's edge now that we know about what's going to be in it let's talk about what it means like what does galaxy's yeah, edge i mean, mean honestly all that that all that shit's awesome this stuff to me is even more critical yeah i mean honestly because they could have easily just said, okay, this is all the cool shit that you're getting. This is a themed park. It looks really nice. No, they put lore behind it that is actually important to the Star Wars galaxy. And I'm talking lore that is important for this current timeline too. EW wrote, I mean, Disney essentially spilled a ton of lore to EW Entertainment Weekly about Galaxy's Edge. And it all kicks off with what is essentially a first order... In, I don't want to say invasion, but it's a first order incursion into onto the planet of Batu, and they are looking for something. The 709th Red Fury Garrison. Now we've heard rumors previously about a garrison or a troop of of red uh, stormtroopers, almost that looked like Von Reg from what we could guess, Major Von Reg in, in Star Wars Resistance. 709th Red Fury Garrison will be at. Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, Batu, and they are looking for something. And this is what kicks the whole lore of this planet off, is that this place has been a central hub. Batu has been a central hub of the Star Wars galaxy and hosted people like Han Solo, uh, Luke Skywalker, Padme Amidala. All of these famous star wars people have have been to batu and the black spire outpost which is the centerpiece of galaxy's edge before and all of that is being laid out in this elaborate lore that's being done through comic books novels 
um, you know, through the the park itself, the lore will be explained. Um, and not only do you have the First Order presence there, you're also going to have the Resistance presence there. The Resistance is hidden away to try to stay away from the First Order. Because as we know, end of Episode 8, the Resistance is barely anything. So they can't afford to have a run-in with the First Order. Yeah, dude, I, I, I mean, the way they whoever the imagine imagineer whatever dumb fuck name they give these disney people the way he talked to ew i believe he essentially basically set up episode nine yeah exactly like he i really do i mean i i think the 709 is going to be in the movie at this point i think batu is going to be in the movie or batu whatever the fuck we're calling it yeah and i i do think this is going to be the it's either going to be the location of the the MacGuffin. Again, if you're if you're a cinema person, you know what that means. Essentially, a MacGuffin is used in movies to kind of kick off the main like plot, your plot to send device. people, yeah. yeah, to send people onto the main adventure. A lot of times, it may not even be the main plot, but it's what kicks things off. And and we've pretty much heard that there is going to be a MacGuffin that leads both the resistance in the first order somewhere, but then things blow up into something else. Yeah. And then you really get into the true plot. So I, I really think this guy just set that yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he even mentioned this, the new tie echelon. Yeah. The new, yeah. Which that is going to be... be the mix between the silencer and Vader's advance. It, it could possibly be white. We've heard Kylo's ship's going to be white. We're going to be talking about that soon. Yeah. So I really think this lore piece pretty much confirmed that Batu, while yes, the other article confirmed that it's set during the new trilogy, but it also confirmed that it's going to be future proof, meaning we can tell stories beyond the new trilogy or prior to it. If we need yep. to, we can swap out locations, actors, venues, whatever. But I do think they're at least gearing it up for this initial launch to be clearly the new trilogy and to me, to tie into the events of the final film. Yeah, I mean, it's very clear. Like, the, the hint at the end of the EW article clearly stated that this this planet was going to be featured in Episode Nine, And that's massive. I mean, we've never seen anything like this before where a, a key plot point to a movie is revealed in the form of an interactive park that people can attend before the movie's release. Like, this is just absolutely insane. This is next-level type of shit that you get when a company like Disney has a uh, creative license for Star Wars. Like, th th you would never have gotten this before. And, and then it's just, there's, there's so many things that come along with it. Like you said, the TIE silencer or the TIE echelon, um, that is going to be there in full scale. Like, it's going to be yes, a full just scale just like the ship. Falcon's ass is going to be parked there in yeah, full scale. Yeah, I mean... It's there's a ton. Like I don't know if you people have been, been able to figure this out. If you've not been following it, you're essentially walking into that galaxy that is so far, far yeah, away. Yeah, this is as close as you will Every ever day, get. Everywhere you turn is going to look like not real life. Yeah, you are going to be on Batu so much so that the geography of the place itself was molded, was built up from nothing to look like this planet. I mean, the spires, the Black Spire outpost is named the Black Spire Outpost because of these long petrified I'm trees. You, th th this planet has some sort of Jedi history. Yeah, I mean, just the look of it. Like, it just, it looks like a planet of importance. I mean, 
the petrified trees. If you've if you've seen images of galaxies, well, they, they edge, won't even confirm that. They're like they're they're even keeping that lord out. Like, are the spires are they petrified trees? Or are they or something are they else? Not? Are yeah. they something else? Was there a structure for this? Who knows? I mean, they're they're already like weaving in a ton of mystery into this brand new thing. I mean, this is. As much as you, some of you want to hate Disney, I mean, this is kind of what they do. Yeah. They kind of weave lore and dreams and imagination. They create worlds. I mean, just go back and look at... Literally. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah. Very literally create worlds. And I couldn't be happier that this is the direction that Disney decided to take with Galaxy's Edge. Because... If it was just what we mentioned in the uh, in the previous piece, if it was just all that cool shit, building your own lightsaber, the Falcon ride, the Rise of the Resistance, it'd still be a, a must yeah. Mecca adventure. I mean, I brought up my in my article. This is Mecca yeah, now. This is it. This is the pilgrimage. Like every Star Wars fan worth their salt is going to have to go here. Now. Yeah, there's no reason that you shouldn't either. I mean, you can. I mean, if you're one of the people out there who's kind of like you know. A little bit on the the less fortunate side, there's always, like, you can keep an eye out for deals in terms of tickets and then, you know, hotel stays and stuff like that. There are affordable times of the year to go, especially in the down times. Like, if you go in, like, a good example is, like, if you were to go in, like, October or September or something like that, after school starts, before the holidays is perfect time to go when you have reduced ticket prices, not as much crowds, and, you know, obviously just a free reign of the park i guess you could say but man i'm just like after reading these articles i am so excited for galaxy's edge like i've i've been a disney fan for as long as i've been a human i mean my my mom has literally told me that i was conceived in, in disney like that so i was like oh, a, jesus a, 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 <laughs> check that out people you're getting some insights into the <laughs> yeah neck. i mean there, there used to be a commercial. Like you, you just found out where Nick's sperm yeah, came there, from. I don't know if you remember this commercial, but there was a commercial a long time ago on TV, and it was like two people talking in an elevator, and it's got a little kid with them, and they're talking about something, and they're talking about Disney, and they're like, oh, the mom's like, oh, yeah, we love Disney, blah, 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 and then the kid pipes up and says, mom says that I'm a little souvenir, which basically means that the kid, you know, the parents banged, and the kid was conceived there. That was me. I was conceived in Disney. And I, it's just always been a thing that I've loved and enjoyed going to no matter what age I am. I'm in my 30s now. I still love going. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll ride the fucking teacup rides. I'll ride every ride in Disney. I don't care how old I am. I love it. And now that Star Wars is getting the most proper treatment any film franchise has ever gotten in terms of a theme park in Disney World, couldn't be happier. Yeah, it's badass. Bad, yeah. Sign me up. I just don't know how quick I'll get there to do it pimp style, but it's going down. Yeah. All right, man. So let's kind of let's transition to our our last two deals of this week. Uh, this first one here, honestly, is just this is why I love being a Star Wars fan is for shit like this and to to just consume stuff that other Star Wars fans come up with. That just make the franchise and everything we love about it, in particular the movies, just feel like, I don't know. I mean, just th this thing that Topher Grace put out was magical. So to give you people a little backstory, if you're unfamiliar, Topher Grace, the actor, uh, earlier this week dropped a, a super cut trailer, if you will, of all 10 available 
live-action Star Wars films. So essentially over, I believe, what is it, like five or six minutes, mm-hmm. yep. him and a buddy weave together a trailer that features footage, music, dialogue from the ten available movies, prequels, originals, standalones, new trilogy. And as Nick and I have discussed offline and as I have discussed with other people, it's literally one of the greatest fan-created, hell, any created Star Wars homages of all time. Yeah, yeah. To say the least, I mean, the way that Topher Gray, I mean, we, you know, Matt went on a tirade about the prequels earlier, but Topher Grace made every movie in star they, Wars. they become they become viable yeah. via this super they, cut i mean because what he does is he only splices in footage of prequel moments as obi-wan or original trilogy characters are talking about those moments so when you know when obi-wan's in his hovel talking to luke and he's talking about anakin he's a great cunning warrior you're getting shots of anakin doing great cunning warrior shit but because they're just little segments from the prequels, you can be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did look like a fucking great cunning badass and, then, and not a sand whining <laughs> asshole. And then he also, I mean, the fact that he works in scenes from Solo and Rogue One just caps it all off. Because those, I mean, you can say what you want about the standalones and the Star Wars stories, but those are essential threads to the star wars universe fuck yeah dude they're canon and they directly play into the events of the skywalker yeah so i mean i mean it's just it's great like yeah when it when he transitions into the solo stuff i mean it starts out with some vo from han in the cantina but he's showing scenes of from solo where he's flicking switches and he's using that music it's it's one of the most well put together edits of star wars footage i've ever seen yeah by far it is it is fantastic like this is what you show to people that go why do you like star wars yeah this is if i was gonna show like a friend or somebody who's never seen star wars something about star wars for the first time like here this is why i yeah, like exactly it. look at this five minute clip and then you'll understand everything just just here it is all laid out for you in right yeah. and at the end be like i highly recommend you at least watch four five and six and seven and an eight but you can probably skip one two and yeah three. exactly so like if you if you're if you have a time crunch don't worry about those i mean yeah watch them if, if you got the time but otherwise honestly what you get in the supercut is all you need from the prequels yeah all you need you, all you need total from the prequels honestly is about what do you think 15 seconds maybe, if that from three movies yeah, if that it's just so. yeah it's 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 one of the best, like you said, it's one of the best super. If you haven't ever. seen it, check it out on StarWarsTime.net. You know, search Topher Grace, or if you're listening from the post that came out this week, go ahead. Nick will have it linked for you because he's a good guy like that. Uh, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. Even you haters need to watch this. Maybe this will remind you why you like Star Wars enough to hate it so much. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll make you forget that Topher Grace played Eddie Brock in that terrible Spider-Man Three. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, man, let's move on. But in all honesty, you know what I think about the prequels. I love the prequels based on the way they're portrayed in this. 
love. Yeah, if the prequels they look they look masterful. If the prequels, <laughs> if if it was only this, I'm all in. Give me. Like I said, if the prequels were about 15 to 20 seconds, 30 seconds tops, we're good. Yeah. Give me Galaxy of Adventures type of prequel treatment, and yes, I'm all about please. it. I'm all about it. Please, you're you're exactly right. Yeah. So, all right. Go check that out. Right, so moving on to the big boy. Yeah, the big boy, and we're talking big, big boy. I mean, this is rumor, mega rumor dump. like an episode nine mecca, like mecca dump. Yeah. So, Matt, you dug this up, and essentially, what what kind of? What do you want to start with? <laughs> the the Luke stuff, the X wing. You know, start with that. Let's start with that. Yeah, the X wing stuff is really kind of what kicked it off for me because I saw this rumor that was like, okay, Luke's X wing that we saw in Episode Eight, like we saw it, it was underwater on Acto. Yeah, well, yeah, we we know where the fuck yeah, it's at. Is going to be featured somehow in Episode Nine, and I was like, huh, very interesting, very interesting. It could be a a, a flashback, could be a you know, maybe Ray is going to get the ship, something like that. And then I see I, I think it has to be. A yeah, like it has to be showing how Luke got to Acto. That's my opinion on that. But uh, it, when I when I posted this up, you're like, hold on, man. Like this isn't it. There are a ton of rumors, unverified rumors. Yes. Right. And by the way, the Luke's X-Wing stuff, it's not a rumor. Yeah, it's been spotted. There are fucking leaked images. OK. There are linked images that if you have a brain and you look at it, you go, okay, that's definitely an X-Wing from Red Squadron. And more than likely, it's probably Red Fives. Yeah. I mean, so there's a great chance this motherfucker's showing up, as well as A-Wings. I think the A-Wings, they may be, because I believe Homegirl flew an A-Wing in TLJ, right? That gets blown up in the... In the in the shipping bay when Kylo makes his run. Hmm. Oh yes. What's her name? Tits. What's her fucking <laughs> name? Asshole face. Oh my god. <laughs> Shithead. I'm not calling you. I'm just throwing names no. out. Oh man. Whatever. You know who I'm fucking yeah, yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. She's in an A wing, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. We'd have to have to go. So back. I, I have to go back and look. Well, no, we don't. We don't deal with pretty shirts. Hey Google. Are there A-Wings in The Last Jedi? My apologies. I don't understand. Well, what the fuck use are you? <laughs> TLJ Resistance A-Wing Fighter. So, yes, there, there is, but it doesn't list who was... Uh, tally. Yes, tally. there tally, we go. Tally, tally. Okay, there we go. Sorry for all the names, <laughs> but... I knew I wasn't crazy. I know that. So, like, the A-Wing inclusion, that's not that big of a yeah. deal. But, like, a traditional, I th what are they, the T-65 X-Wing models, like the Luke yeah. ones and not the Resistance ones, that is a big yeah. deal. And as Nick said, yeah, probably would have to be a flashback. I, I don't see why they would go back to, you know, Octo and dig up Luke's scuttled X-Wing that he literally ripped wings off to make doors on his fucking hobby. Yeah, there's no reason to do it. Like, even if you're down on ships and you don't have enough ships to, to go into a yeah, battle. Yeah, like, why? What's the like, point? that ship is not going <laughs> to do you any good. To get a busted-ass, flooded-out piece of shit. Yeah. So this may be a hint that we're going to see some more context behind Luke's, you know, sequestering. Yeah, it's, 
I guess where I on Reddit or whatever they kind of phrase like, oh, maybe there's gonna be a flashback. We see him landing on Acto or something. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, like I said, you know, I put this out. Nick's like, yeah, whatever. Luke's X-wing. Who gives a fuck? I'm like, motherfucker, did you read the rest? Yeah. So, because uh, the boys over at making Star Wars, in particular, their now this is podcasting team. Uh, last week ran through what I called a bevy of Star Wars Episode Nine rumors, like a shit yeah, ton. Yeah, I counted 15 uh, individual rumors. Right. Here. And they they clarified none of these are verified, so take them with a grain of salt, 100%. Nick and I are going to run through them. We'll, we'll, we'll speculate on those that we believe deserve further speculation. Some are just like statements. Uh, but either way, here we go. So first one, Jordan stood in for two planets in episode nine. Okay, cool. If you know Jordan, it's in the Middle East. It's deserty. So there you Desert go. Desert planet. I mean, if you look at Batu, if you look at the galaxy, uh, Galaxy's Edge screenshots or you know concept art stuff like that, it is a desert planet. So it's very possible that we could see Batu as the Jordan location. P- could be. Or a brand new desert location or a Tatooine or jacket. Could be. Yeah, absolutely. So next up. This one, I have no fucking clue what this is. The festival party is not the classic planet, but a new one. So apparently there is going to be some sort of party scene, some sort of festival scene that happens Right, and it's not going to be a planet planet that we've known about. So this could very well be Batuu. Yeah, could be. Could be as well. Um, Next up. There's Knights of Ren content filmed on that planet. So there's Knights of Ren content filmed on the festival party planet. So could that be like a party's going on, like a festival is going on, and the Knights of Ren come and like crash it? I I don't know, man. I, this, this is where I'm like whatever. a lot of weird, out of context rumors, like stuff that doesn't right. And, and they put it up that way. I mean, I'm not saying MSW is full of shit, but. All right, what do you what do you run with on yeah. that? Okay, Knights of Ren are on that. Kylo's there too. He's walking away from a Tie Fighter crash. Did the Knights of Ren take him down? I mean, we we've speculated that maybe they've come back to fuck him up after killing Snow. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. So Tie Crash. Here, here's another one that's fucking far out. The Lars motherfucking homestead may have been filled at Pinewood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, if you're worth your salt, you know where the, what the fuck that yeah, means. Like, <laughs> I don't see what the hell, unless we're just going back to like historical Star Wars spots throughout the. Well, saga, well here's like, here's the deal. A lot of people are bringing up, and it does. There is some merit to it. Who has George said the Skywalker saga is all Anakin. about? Yeah, Anakin. Okay, so that's his. I mean, theoretically, I mean, it's, it's not, not his homestead. It's not he did But it's very important to the Skywalkers. Yeah, I mean it is where his son was raised. It's where Obi Wan It's came. where he first Anakin first lost himself. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Tatooine shows up. Yeah. I mean, it is Tatooine, it's the last Skywalker movie. Why yeah. not? I mean, the Tatooine was featured heavily in the originals, it was featured heavily in the prequels. It has yet to be featured in the new. Yeah. Um, next up, Luke Skywalker's X-Wing fighter was there. Yeah, so wherever this fucking festival plan is, basically everything's yeah, on. People are coming in. Like, Resistance, First Order, people are there. Luke's This fighter. is shit I'm like, I'm just starting to go like, why? Yeah, is there, like... Like, why does Rey have Luke's X-Wing helmet? I, I In, in MSW, they kind of... 
mirrored it to, well, you know, it's like Kylo and Vader's helmet. Okay, I can see that, but, like, there was... Okay, but why? There wasn't much... Rey's not a fucking Luke worshiper. In fact, you could argue that Rey... May, like, have a bit of a disdain. No, I don't think she hates him, because at the end of TLJ, she she respects what he did at the end and understands that he came to peace with himself and sacrificed himself. Yeah, yeah. But she also wouldn't have any reason to worship him and collect his stuff. No, not at all. Unless, like, she's been communing with him prior to the event started of the of the movie. Like, if... But still, who cares? Yeah. I mean, what, what's his helmet going to do yeah, for Yeah, I don't, I don't see... Like, Ky- that. that's why Kylo, to me, is weak. It's because he has to rely on his past and artifacts and collectibles to make him feel like he should be this person. Ray is not that person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. The only thing she's ever hung on to is where do I come yeah, from? Yeah, I agree. So I don't see her going like, oh, yeah, Luke kind of dissed me, but I'm going to carry his helmet around and worship yeah. it. Yeah, we'll see. That, I think, is some bullshit. We'll see. Next one here, we've already talked about the MacGuffin, so we can move right yep. on. Yep, and then next up, uh, Kylo's ship. We kind of already talked about Kylo's ship is probably going to be white with some red and black details. And he's going to be trotting around Vader's helmet in it. Makes sense since we're back to JJ Star Wars. Yep. And then this Kay. next one, the castle set we had been seeing is actually a which we we talked now. about a few casts ago, right? We were like, oh, "Is this a rebel uh, resistance, resistance base, base, a first yeah. order base?" Sounds like it's a miners' town. So why are they there? Yeah. Is there some sort of did they find something again? Like this is going to be. It seems like there's going to be a lot of jumping around, and it could start at Batu. And then move to different. I, I feel like nine is gonna be not so much first order versus resistance, but it's gonna be first order and resistance racing towards something that's going to win. Yeah, exactly. Everything like some like a key. It is a it whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, like is the like key. everyone realizes, regardless now that the first order could physically beat the shell resistance. They everyone's realized like there's something out in the galaxy that if one party gets it over the other, it doesn't matter how big their fleet yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. They win. Exactly. That's gonna be very interesting to see how exactly that plays out. So very yeah. cool. Um a droid factory may be shown in nine. It's gonna have a bunch of Easter eggs. Yeah. Uh, there may be a bad robot, like literally a bad <laughs> robot, JJ's mascot. Prequel era droids. Maybe maybe some B one battle droids yeah. or some B two battle yeah. droids. So I'm like, whatever. Interesting. Kylo Ren fights resistance troopers and beats the fuck out of them brutally. Would love to see that, please. Yeah. I mean I, I think it makes sense for the character. I'd love to see it. Uh, we've only really seen Sith dominate people in Rogue One. I mean, if you really break it down, right? Yeah. When have we seen a Sith actually be a Sith? I mean, not really. I mean, if you, uh, the only time that we've really like, if we're, seen if we're talking pussy fight. ass force chokes, okay. Yeah. I'm talking like Sith, like brutality of the Sith. You haven't seen it because even with Dooku, right, like using the force to fucking turn someone inside yeah, out like, type. Even of shit. with Dooku, like. He wasn't really a brutal Sith, I would say. Like he was very elegant in no, his fighting style. Not a dude. Palpatine wasn't a brutal Sith. Sith. Yeah, not at all. So, and Kylo, I, like I said, the, the most brutal execution of Sith powers we've seen to date is Rogue yeah, One. Yeah, exactly. That see that one scene in the hallway where Vader just cuts down 
a dozen people. I mean, he's fucking choking people, ripping out multiple guns, flipping dudes up to the ceiling, chopping them in half, yeah. all without stopping. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even miss a beat. It's just... And he's still just lumbering towards him with his mechanical yeah, legs. perfect execution. And then Kylo just... That, to me, is Sith power. Yeah. And, and Kylo embodies the rage of the Sith. Like, he has that within him, so, yeah. Exactly. Like, to me, a true Sith that is channeling the dark side 100%, they should be able to walk into a room, lift up their hands... And everyone's fucking heads pop yeah. off. Yeah, so we'll see what Kylo does to these fucking resistance troopers. Um, next up is the Black Park Falcon set features some fire on the yeah, Falcon. So maybe the Falcon gets into some, some mechanical trouble, big deal. That is the Falcon. Yeah, it's not like we haven't seen that shit If before. they burn the Falcon down, we may have issues. That would, no, yeah. I really don't, I mean, I, I can handle the old characters dying. I don't know if I can take them blowing up the fountain. I just don't. Yeah, I don't want that to happen. That almost seems too much. That seems like too much. I don't need it. Like, what's the purpose? Like, there's no purpose behind. Oh, it. it's a there. There's a lot of. Pur- I mean, there. There's like emotional purpose. I mean, we've talked about it before. The Falcon is a fucking. It character. is. I don't want the fucking Falcon. Just like I don't want Chewie to die. I don't want the Falcon to die. No, they can't. They ain't gonna chill. They're not killing Chewie. Yeah. Only idiots in expanded <laughs> universe do that. True. All right. Anyways, I mean, yeah, if the Falcon has some mechanical problems that sparks a fire, not going to surprise anyone. The orange X-Wing, that's a new one to me. Yeah. But they're saying it's probably not posed. Yeah, so, so apparently there was like a on. sighting of an orange X-Wing somewhere, but it's right. not posed. The, the next bullet's my favorite. It just yeah. says Carrie Russell. Yeah. Okay, yes, she's in the movie. She's. But then it goes on and actually explains it that... Carrie Russell's outfit is rose gold, extremely fancy like a stormtrooper, but with the armor split into triangles on a purple suit. So think Boba Fett, if you're envisioning Plated. Her helmet has the shape of an Olympic cycling helmet. She was seen on the snow planet. Interesting. So, I mean, that description leads me to believe that... is she a bounty hunter? She could be. Bounty hunter. She is could be a mercenary. Is she some first order special operative? Or is she just someone spy? Spy, a badass that just has kind of stayed on their own because they know what's going on in the galaxy and they don't want to expose themselves yet. Yeah. Mara Jade type of deal. I don't know. I mean, the the description sounds badass. I like that. I mean, I like that they're essentially setting her up to be wearing Mandalore style. Yeah, armor. yeah. I mean, we kind of speculated a lot about who this character could be, and you know, this description. Definitely I mean, helps. on a purple suit, Django had a purple suit with some triangle-shaped armor yeah. on it. So, very interesting to see. And the last one is is kind of cool sounding. There might be a zero gravity battle at the end of the film, and they built a massive wing. Well, they better the be wearing spacesuits, goddammit. Because it better not have another fucking Mary Poppins legacy. Oh my gosh! It could be zero gravity inside of a ship. Maybe the gravity, uh, the gravity inertia dampener, whatever, goes out, and there's zero gravity in the ship. We'll see. But a zero gravity battle. So I wonder if we do zero grav, does that affect laser blasts? Oh wow, that's a good question. Does 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 gravity have any effect on heated? What would that it's be? Like, I mean, plasma? I th- yeah, I thought it was, like, superheated. Well, because, like, Chewie's bowcaster actually shoots metal, so that's not a laser beam. 
that's just supercharged metal. Um, but like regular blasters, yeah, it's just like it's ion bursts, right? It's like right. I mean, this no, it can't. That's all made up of some form no, because uh, elemental like matter, like yeah. element. Yeah, don't know. but I mean, I mean like is the a- ships that are shooting just regular laser blaster and zero G when they shoot the lasers and they still go to their target. I guess I don't know. I'm not sure how it. Yeah, we're we're starting to get like fucking weirdos out there that question the science of sci- sci-fi yeah yeah so who gives a shit <laughs> <laughs> what i want to see is zero g lightsaber oh fights. my god that would be like where people ridiculous. are swinging like oh what happens like if you like in air like oh. <laughs> if you force push somebody in zero g do they just keep they would be <laughs> exactly. gone they just keep going forever like if you're in space and you force push someone they're they're yeah, toast you can't stop unless they have a jet pack i mean they're fucking yeah. gone so a lot of interesting. Because, like, stuff. in real life space, if I flicked Nick, yeah, he would be gone That's forever. It. Like, like, like gravity gone. Like George Clooney, see you later, pal. Yeah. There's not a lot you can do when you don't have any control over your own momentum. So, yeah, you're you're done. Yeah. So this is a lot of like, a lot of rumors, a lot of things that could be in you know in this movie, but it's just a lot of it is so without context that it's hard to speculate on even. Um, but it is, there's some cool shit in here. Like in all, like the white Kylo ship sounds like it would be fucking dope as fuck. I've always, I've loved the empire's aesthetic in terms of their, at least their engineering. Clearly first order picked right up on that. So I like their shit too. I think a white looking tie hybrid deal would be fucking. Yeah. And then, you know, any info on Carrie Russell's character, however, slight it might be was is definitely yeah, appreciated great. but uh, dude i mean i'm up there in the same light with knights of ren yeah because i i do want some knights of ren action. yeah like i feel i feel like if we don't get any knights of ren action in this movie then they need to go back to seven and cut that line out because like it's well cut the line and the scene and change his name from kylo ren to just kylo yeah, something just kylo because the whole reason he takes the Ren name, because that's what they yeah. do. So, I don't know. We'll see. I really do hope. We Just get like the Kylo. Sith would assume the title Darth. Darth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of cool shit here. Not a lot. I mean, I, I feel like once we start getting more leaks, more rumors, some of this can get context. Like, we may Well, I mean, not even that, that, dude. Once we get the trailer. Oh, yeah. That's going to put all this shit into perspective because we're, we're finally going to get visuals put to rumor. Yeah, exactly. And we can start really eliminating or further speculating on threads we've already talked yeah. about. Yeah, so lots to unpack here, but we can't really fully unpack it until we get some more context. And like Matt said, that's in the form of a trailer, hopefully. Um, yeah, dude, lots of good stuff this week. We actually cut out a few small pieces here and there to save time, but... Just know that it wasn't really important stuff. We Yeah, I mean, the one thing we cut out, if you're a Funko fucker like I used to be, the new uh, Smuggler's Bounty's up on Amazon for pre-order. Check out StarWarsTime.net. Theme is Wookiees. Yep. And the only other thing that we got is that Ray Park will be attending Celebration. And highly recommend it, it, his panel may not require sleeping on concrete for multiple hours. I checked them out in 2017. Highly recommend. Dude is high energy. I'm assuming they'll have Warwick MC in it. It'll be a great yeah. panel. And 
If you want to see all of the official artwork that's going to be sold at Celebration, hop over to StarWarsTime.net as well. Those images are all in the post. Check fandom section or just use the little magnifying glass and search for something. Celebration. All right, people. Nick and I have successfully or unsuccessfully, you never know, guided you through the latest week of Star Wars news, rumors, speculative shit, fandom, awesome stuff to check out on Instagram. You never know. But what you should know is that if you tune in to the Star Wars Time Show on a weekly basis, you will be in the know on all things Star Wars because that's what we do for you. We strive to keep you informed on that galaxy that we love that is so far, far away, but yet so close. If you just keep your browsers tuned to StarWarsTime.net. That's all it takes. StarWarsTime.net. Say it with me, people. StarWarsTime.net. It has all we want for Star Wars. Plus, the two guys are bozos. Just get with it, my friends. You know you want to love us. You know you want your friends to love us. You know you want your pets to love us, too. StarWarsTime.net. From there, you can find iTunes. You can find the Google Play, the Android, the RSS, the Stitcher, the YouTube, the Twitter, the IG. All in one place, all conveniently located at the tip of your fingers. Get with the program, get yourself Star Wars timed, because there's always time for Star Wars time, right? That's why we're here. There's always time for Star Wars time, friends. Share it, love it, preach it, praise it. We love you. May the Force be with you, always. (laughs) 